What's happening, weirdos? What's happening, weirdos? What's happening? Before we did this pod, you played me the most beautiful song you've written, and I think it informed and enriched our conversation, and I'm honored to live with you. Oh, thank you. It was so beautiful, and what a great chat it birthed. And uh, it's funny, Mm -hmm. I'm feeling kind of like some anxiety, some panic. We got deep towards the end. It was really beautiful, but sometimes your body has to catch up (laughs) to some of the ideas. Oh, you said beautiful things. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah, Uh. no, that helps. Sony Huzel, mm. great show, great show. Glad you're here. Uh, PeteHolmes.com for tour dates. Netflix special is out now. People mm. are finding it. People are watching it. Thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you, thank you, And if you like the show, why not support the show by trying a Pete's Pick? Maybe get some for some loved ones for the holidays. Roll those Pete's Picks. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of comments on my hair. <laughs> it's true. In the Netflix special, uh, looking good hair. And uh, I got to tell you, like, I'm not even reading the ad yet. Modern Mammals is a game changer when it comes to my hair routine. It used to be if I wanted my hair to look good for something, I would not wash it for at least two days, maybe more, three, four days. And then at one point, my hairdresser and friend Kat was like, your hair is gross. It looks good, but it's gross. You need to clean it. So I was hoping that there would be a non-shampoo shampoo solution that would clean your hair, but not make it look like a bale of hay that just came out of the dryer, unruly, all over the place and brittle. And that's exactly what Modern Mammals is. No lie, no joke. I found it on Instagram. I tried it once. I reached out to them. I was like, we got to partner up. This stuff is a game changer. It's a non-shampoo shampoo, and over 40,000 guys have switched to this instead of traditional shampoo. you got to see the reviews for this product. They're insane. Guys don't get this excited about anything. It blows my mind. Once you use it, like me, you're hooked, hooked for life. There's no other shampoo. You can't go back, and it's a small punk rock grassroots company. These guys were just fed up with shampoo frying their hair and set out to create something actually new to help men with their hair to look good specifically for guys. They have bars for the no plastic and the no fragrance version, and they also have bottles for the more traditional shampoo style. It's like a magic gray mud that you run into your hair, rinse it out, gives you a great feeling, look, gives you that wave, it gives you that body, it doesn't dry it out. It makes your hair clean, but look like you didn't wash it. I mean, that's a miracle. That's a straight up miracle. I also love the fragrance. I love that it makes my hair every single time perfect. Six seconds a day, perfect hair. I used it before my special. I use it before everything I'm going to do for the rest of my, for the remainder of my days to get J.R.R. Tolkien about it. Modernmammals.com slash weird, where you can get a special combo and try both products, the bar and the bottle for 44 bucks. That's modernmammals.com slash weird. Support your hair. Get that wave support the show. Really love them. Speaking of Pete's Picks that I'm super excited about, First Person is an absolute mind body game changer. They are helping my life. They're helping Val's life by helping us naturally produce more oxytocin. 
the, the feel-good hormone, and dopamine, which is a motivating feel-good hormone. Incredible, incredible stuff. And what is it? When I have to explain first person to somebody in five seconds, I go, it's mushrooms. It's mushrooms that are specifically targeted to dial into your body to boost that good mood feeling, energy, mood, sleep, first person has got you covered. Golden Hour is the one I started with. Helps me tune into a sense of joy, connection, and relax, relaxed presence. I love taking it in conjunction with Sunbeam, which maximizes productivity and creative activities by tuning in to be an inspired, focused mindset by helping boost your the body's natural production, boost that of dopamine. So you're spiking your dopamine, you're peaking your oxytocin. It's incredible to find this natural hack, this biohack. It is incredible. And Moonlight, I take every night to help me stay in sleep, uh, deep restorative sleep by helping uh, the GABA neurotransmitter to relax the central nervous system, preparing the brain for body and sleep. They're meant to be stacked and I stack them, take them together, get that motivating feeling and that well-being feeling. It's 100% grain-free organic mushrooms. They're also in really cool containers and they look really cool as well. And they're a highly curated blend of neuroceuticals. First person is a game changer. Start improving your brain health and cognition with first person. Get 20% off your first order by going to getfirstperson.com and use promo code WEIRD. Support your mind. Support the show. First person. There's no going back. It's amazing. These statements, I have to say, they have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Get into it. Getfirstperson.com and use promo code WEIRD. All right, everybody. Enjoy this wonderful chat. We're so glad you're here. Thanks for spending this time with us. Hope to see you in Bloomington, Chicago, D.C., and uh, Brea Improv uh, here in California. Go to PeteHolmes.com. Please watch I Am Not For Everyone on Netflix. And Val? Get into it. KBBBL, BBL in the morning. Podcast. Podcasting. Podcasting. The more things change, the more they stay the same. People are just talking to each other. But now we listen to it on wireless earbuds instead of in courtyards. How your face looked when you said wireless earbuds. There's a reason we don't film these ones, baby. First, schlong out, dong out, bong, rip. Oh my god. I like to get toasted and I like my most to be nosed. People are gonna believe you if you keep talking that crazy. <laughs> believe me, my D were out, you could hear it. No, that you're you toasted. Could, oh. <laughs> you know it's one of my favorite things in the world is when you ask me if I'm stoned and I'm not. Ooh, you like that? Because it means I'm like genuinely... Yeah. Ha- not that being stoned... I guess... No, I guess I am saying it's a little ingenuine. Mm-hmm. It's uh, medicinally enhanced. <laughs> See, you've created this dynamic here. Mm-hmm. And I think no, it's no, time... No, 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 you're misunderstanding me. To that, address it. No, what, no, no. That you think... That I think you're like ashamed or something? Ashamed? That I'm ashamed? Of me for token a doke. No, 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 Oh, no. what's the dynamic? Forgive and forget. <laughs> Already Forgive. forgotten. Um, forgiven and forgotten. Remember that guy? Are you going to remember what you're going to say? Because I have a little aside. Yes. I'm at that fucking Ozark bar that had like a cave oh my pool. Gosh, yeah. Assessed and to pool. quote my friend John Roy, it's one of those moments where you walk around and go, wow, I am not nearly as unattractive as I thought I was. <laughs> 
burn. Yeah, burn, burn. on all of the Ozarks. Take that, Ozarks. Well, they're from all over. Yeah. Question mark? Mm, yeah, they're not from the Ozarks, yeah, probably. Yeah, they're just good old-fashioned ugly people. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> they're ugly people from just, all over the Midwest. good-hearted <laughs> Well-meaning, <laughs> doesn't they're like failing at their meaning. Mm. Um, anywho's, I'm just kidding. They're fuck that. I'm not gonna walk it back. Let's live in the tension. <laughs> but anyway, um, there was a guy playing with his son, and he had a tattoo across his chest that said "Forgive, but never forget." And it was That's like so how a type how yeah it's it is chest forgive but never forget guy yeah, yeah that's a type and it's like when you become a dad you get to like pick from a basket like five things oh my dad be texting me he goes i either win or learn he texted yeah me. he's like i never lose yeah, i either win, win or, or learn. learn and i'm like he also did you just read me. up to the point i never lose and then you're like i'm sending this <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to, sorry, I'm not looking at my phone. I would never do that. I'm, you definitely are looking at your no, phone. No, <laughs> I just want to, this is the last one. So I never lose. I either win or learn, which by the way, mm-hmm. that's what I'm going to get him for Christmas. What? It's so hard shopping from my folks. Yeah. And believe it or not, I know on this show we vent and, and our feelings and our whatever, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like there's some, there's some, there's some guff. <laughs> There's some guff thrown sure, around. Sure, we give a little guff. There's Where little guff. it's due. Where it's definitely due. Definitely the due. The guff here is in service of deep healing. And Absolutely. that is the sound bite. Like if we had like a funky, like, we made it weird. <laughs> the guff the guff, the guff is in service of deep healing. You know? Yeah. Wow. Can somebody make one of those? <laughs> Don't even. Well, you got to say, send it to your Instagram. Yeah, I would love that, and I will check it if November first. If you play, yeah. Oh, that's right, you're off. Mm. Well, then you don't have to rush it. But if if <laughs> they if they made that, uh, I would absolutely like an FM radio. Sounding. Valerie and the Man. <laughs> you don't have to do that. Uh, but it's hard to shop for my folks. But yet there's this yearning. In fact, we all know this. Mm. There's deep yearning mm-hmm. for connection and love, of and there's course. a lot of guilt. That were not um, a certain way, mm-hmm. you know. I, you could say closer, but I mean, like, even that when we are together, I just wish it were lighter, easier, funner for everybody. Oh yeah. I don't think they're going home going like, "Well, that was a classic night." I don't yeah. know if they ever say that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But <clears throat> when it so there's two ways that this shows up. One, when we rewatch when Harry met Sally, as we do mm. in November mm-hmm. or whatever the fuck it is, October. October. Uh, I I look at Carrie Fisher, who looks like a, a kind of a my mom type, yeah, like a short haired brunette with tude, mm-hmm. and it melts my heart every time because she's wearing like trendy clothes and stuff, and I'm like, wait, my mom probably saw this movie, and my mom probably like got ideas for wardrobes from that movie. Oh yeah, and that is the fastest way. I can access compassion for my folks, mm-hmm. meaning because they're so powerful. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying they're they're bad or anything. I'm just saying they're a lot. Mm-hmm. And w- to soften them in my mind, it's helpful to think of my mom trying on sunglasses yeah. and being not sure. <laughs> yeah. 
but she buys them and then she wears them out. Yeah, and or my she's dad put, wondering, yes. like, is this right? And I told you this before, but my dad putting on a pair of slacks, but he's just not, does this make me look like a giraffe? You know what I mean? <laughs> but he wears them out because the, the tailor, you know, would go to some Italian store and it, yeah. they'd be like, no, it looks magnifique. And, and my dad would leave and he's like, I don't know. But that yeah, softness the, really helped The me. appeal of it, uh, well, it is what you described. It's like two sort of s- sometimes scary people being really vulnerable. That's it. In this very human way. But it's also... SSPs, sometimes scary people. <laughs> yeah, I'm an, HS- Mom, I'm an HSP, a, I'm which an means HSP. my parents were SSPs. <laughs> yeah. But it's also like conceding that they have an inner world that's right and And they definitely don't seem like they have an inner world that is so i feel so seen (laughs) because i'm always struggling on how to explain my folks yeah i say they're not people yeah and what i really mean by that is people and it's not just like i don't have a filter i just fucking say it that's part of it right but it's also like do you have yeah secret thoughts like not even secret but just thoughts that and they do they do they, they do. definitely do it just you know maybe I, I i can't i'm just trying to say like maybe some people are like pete doesn't have any secret thoughts but i do and sunglasses trying on sunglasses yeah it is a, a way to go like my mom might be like i hope i hope they like it i mean and that's so the opposite I, of her energy yes that's what it is is of course they have inner worlds but yeah. they are both have presented such a a like impenetrable personality. Yeah, it's like does Alcatraz have any warm spots? <laughs> are there any parts in Alcatraz where it'd be nice to like curl up and take an, a day nap? <laughs> yeah. Is there yeah. is there a good place to read a book in Alcatraz? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's it. It's like there you just we just want to believe that there's something other than what they're presenting. And I think there is. I think there is Meaning, too. Of course. Here's what we can say for certain is there's things going on that I don't know. That is absolutely true. Mm-hmm. It seems true for you. Same true for anybody that I know really well. There's still parts that, you know, that's why sometimes when Val and I are on road trips, we, we go like, try to think of something you've, you've never told me just for fun. Yeah. And it's really hard, actually. It is really hard. We, we, we really talk a lot. <laughs> We're real estate. But the other... We talk a lot, then we watch Shock a lot. That's our relationship. Shock? Shock Tank? <laughs> no, I said Shock a lot. Oh, the movie Chocolat? The movie Chocolate. <laughs> like the softest pornography, Chocolat. Yeah, but people don't like it anymore. Why? I feel like we all liked it. And then now because people are... Because it became are, a joke. Yeah, it became a joke. Well, the best jokes are things... Like I have a joke about Subway. Mm-hmm. I've had a lot of jokes about Subway. But I'm very interested, clearly, mm-hmm. in how we all used to... Sometimes I say, we used to eat Subway's ass. We loved Subway. <laughs> yeah. And now we're like embarrassed... It's funny, different cities I go to, I get more pushback depending on where I am. Mm-hmm. If you're in New York City, obviously people are like, yeah, why would you go to Subway? Yeah. When I was in Utah, I felt a little bit more like, no, Subway's good if you're, you know, if you're in a rush. Yeah. And I'm like, hey. yeah. But I don't know. That that might be a little snob factor. Yeah. The other thing I was going to say was the the vulnerable desire, meaning it's so easy to just be like, get out of your mom and dad 
Mm. And then you look a little closer and you're like, oh no, there's a little, there's a tenderness there. And it comes out around Christmas in a lot of ways. But one of the ways is that I do think like, what can I get them that says, that says, do you have a gift that says like, we're doing our best. We like each other. We love each other. Yeah. We're kind of weird. We're pretty irregular. Uh, a little bit strange. <laughs> okay, here's my question. Yeah. Do, let's just say your dad, because I think your mom would appreciate. A good she, gift? Yeah, she appreciates Well, we like, talked about this when I sent my dad a gift from Russ and Daughters or something, which is a Jewish deli. Yeah. And it was, I, I, I thought I knocked out of the park and he was like, I thought that was for your mother. And that's I, that's like her kind of stuff. And I was like, who doesn't like cookies and fucking yeah smoked fish and, and bagels and beef and, and shit yeah who doesn't like, like corned beef <laughs> i thought that was your mother but uh, and okay that, and remember in that story he said that to my mom and my mom told me he said she, jay said i thought that was for you and mm. then when I asked him a week later, did you get my gift? He he kind of reheated the confusion. Mm. And it was like, that was for me. I thought that was for your mother. Like, I know you've been corrected. Yes. Yeah. I know you know. But that's very, <laughs> yeah. I can relate to that. You want to say, mm. that's not my kind of stuff. Maybe, or maybe he was explaining why he didn't say thank you or her, I don't know. But he's no, yeah. But but he could have at once he found out. Yeah, you're right. But okay, and I had, and I know this will make you sad, but it doesn't make me sad. So try to take comfort in that. You eating soup alone in an Amtrak station? (laughs) Waiting for a train that's been delayed? It's a train going to like Cleveland or something? And you're just like, (laughs) hey, Cleveland rocks. Um, Yeah, no. It's just a long train ride. <laughs> um, so. Good to Drew Carey smashing his radio. Um, and then turning the podcast off. You're a true talent. So. Don't ever doubt your true talent. You sweet love. <laughs> and then he turns to his phone and turns the podcast off. That's as we say in the biz. Ready to go. It's ready to go. Um, but when your dad got, it's not when he got the canoe. He got a boat. <laughs> He's got a different boat that has never touched water. Yeah, dry boats. And they, like, I mean, you can walk from their back door into a lake. Like, yeah. there's already a boat dock. Which is funny because they love saying, go jump in a lake. Yeah, but they never, never would. And I think I asked your mom this Nor most recent time. I was like, does anybody swim in this lake? And she's like, no. <laughs> you absolutely can swim in that lake. Yeah. I've swam in that lake. Seems like, of course you have. Um, so I got, he like got this boat and it was like all he was talking about. Like he was obsessed with this boat. You got to see the boat like going yeah. on and on about it. Yeah. So for Christmas... I got him two gifts. I got him a real gift and this I got him this kind of... This is going to make me sad. I just realized what? you're right. 
I got him like some truly I got him like a biography on like Ted Kennedy or something, which is exactly perfect for him. If I were to like paint my father by memory, he'd be reading a thick book about Winston Churchill. Yes, exactly. It might have been about Winston Churchill. It was somebody like that where I was just like nailed it. Yeah, that's very good. And then I got him a captain like a sailor hat for his boat. (laughs) It doesn't make me sad. It makes me actually like I got in your heart for a moment and I liked it. (laughs) I was like, oh, this is beautiful. It's light and warm. And 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 what happened? And he just was looked at the hat so confused. And I had to be like, it's for your boat when you're on your boat. And he's like, oh, yeah. And maybe he like. What if he went, oh, you think I'm going to go on that boat? (laughs) Yeah. You think I'm going to go on the boat? You haven't been here for very long, but. (laughs) It's funny because I, Glenn Howerton just did the pod this week and we were talking about ADHD. And I was like, I've said this a million times, but I'm like, I definitely, as we've covered, have the symptoms of it, whatever that means. Uh, that's what the doctor said. So I have it. <laughs> that's what the doctor you said. Have the symptoms of it. And then my dad definitely has it. And I, yeah. I'm not. I'm saying that to understand him. Mm. Meaning, if he's not looking, nay, in the boat, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> the thought of being in the boat isn't really. What are you talking about? Like, yeah, it's not reality. Yeah. So it's it's very much out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. And that's true. That of, helps me understand. Yeah. There's a lot of like big feelings too. Like sometimes when I'm overwhelmed with my feelings and I notice that like like a pebble in your shoe, like a certain feeling will just completely take over my reality. Mm. I know my dad is that way too. Mm-hmm. And I know my dad would benefit from a lot of the things that I've learned from you, from my therapist, from other whatever. Mm. But like somatic things, like if I ever saw my dad are you, this is making me, it's not sad. I'm not like teary. It's making me feel like, like gasp. Mm. If I saw him put his hands to his side, palms out, and then reach up to the sun. Oh my God. Bringing his hands above him and going. <laughs> oh my God. I would go. <gasps> wow. That would be like seeing the under the sea little mermaid city. Oh my God. <laughs> Which is a glorious golden fluted city. That is a really, that like, that's such a beautiful image. I'm like, let's I'm going to make... hold on to that image. It makes me happy. Yeah. To think of it. Well, let's make what? I was going to say, let's make like a short where you're just like following a man like your dad and then some sort of transformation happens and that's how it, well, that's the Well, this last is why shot. we love about, Sh- about Schmidt. It's, yes. That's, that's basically it. Yes, But like right. if my dad in the first act sees hippies in the park doing that yes and then like you know you realize like wait i'm not like in the same way that i have to realize i'm not my child self my dad goes wait i'm not that tough kid you you know fending for himself in the streets of sepia toned somerville yeah and he goes that that's the feeling that's the feeling that i'm always chasing and after is like Mm. wait infinite possibilities yeah you can and it's the problem with it is when you say that and you feel stuck there is a pebble in your shoe Mm. it's like annoying that someone reminds you yeah like garden state comes to mind when natalie portman's like do whatever do something that's never been done when you're depressed you're like how about you eat shit and die that's never (laughs) been done you know what i mean like but like when you 
It's like I used to say, like sometimes you go to a Ramdas event and they're playing like these incredibly intricate psychedelic trip images on the walls. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, psychedelic images without psychedelic feelings are just nightmares. Yeah. Like it's just mathematical repeating eyeballs and pyramids and stuff. And it's like, no, psychedelics make you feel like you are that mm-hmm. like you're in that soup mm-hmm. and it's beautiful when you are geometry being amongst geometry yeah <laughs> it's a party yeah in the same way someone's saying like in this moment everyone listening in this moment you're free mm-hmm. if you don't feel emotionally and in your body capable to receive that it's actually it becomes a psychedelic image without a psychedelic feeling and yeah. you're just like get the fuck out of here i'm glad you're tripping right you know what i mean and it's, and it's anger inciting but anyway uh am i on the right track i was gonna say oh the other quote was i hope it's still up he goes do what you can with what you got where you are teddy r teddy roosevelt oh my god and i wrote love that thanks poo <laughs> and then he wrote pop not poo <laughs> <laughs> and let's be real for a moment there was i mean i wrote pop not poo faster than i've ever typed in anything <laughs> pop not poo although my dad's not a not a knucklehead he would know yeah i wasn't calling him poo <laughs> i can't handle pop this. not poo Pop not poo and the LOL emoji. But just in response to like a quote, like a like a majestic, glorified man quote. Yeah. And then I go, thanks, <laughs> to, Pooh. To his son. <laughs> thanks, Pooh. Uh, pop not poo. Uh. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. Oh, my God. Um, wait, so what is the gift you're going to give him? That quote framed? Here's a tip. With a picture of your butt. <laughs> Look, I'm, and it says pop, not poo on my butt. Um, you know, I don't know if people are tuning into this show for hot holiday tips. Mm-hmm. And it's so obvious to me. But you got to go on Etsy. Yeah. And you just type in whoever. First, you look up who said that quote. Mm-hmm. Let's say it was fucking dipshit duck fuck. <laughs> And then you just type in dipshit duckfuck duck fuck into Etsy, pop not poo. <laughs> and inevitably, someone will have carved, I never lose, I either win or learn in wood. Mm-hmm. Really what it was. <laughs> I was just going to move on. Inevitably, someone will have carved, I never lose, I either win or learn in wood. Oh, my God. And make no mistake, I don't think my dad will like it or (laughs) enjoy it. Yeah. But it's just this little sonar ping of like, and hopefully, and I think this does get through. I love you. I'm paying, just like what we do with Leela. Yeah. What's important to you is exciting to me. Yeah. It's such a loving. Yeah. Tell that story about Leela saying it's a special day. Well, didn't we, oh, it's a, yeah. So, I think we talked about it on the last episode. We did? The re- no, 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 not this, but the that you had Rabbi yeah, uh, Mordecai, Mordecai Finley. Finley on, and so we've been like kind of deciding if she sh- if we should let her watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the 2012 series, which is fantastic. Yeah, we like it. Um, and we you talked to 
Rabbi Finley and he was like, let her watch it. She's interested in something. Just ask her about it. And, yeah. You know. Say, what do you like about it? Do you like being scared? Like, do you like, you know. Yeah. And she's like, I learned things from Donatella. I'm like, like what? Yeah. <laughs> Turns out she meant like how to make ninja bombs out of <laughs> eggs. And I'm like, okay. I remember that feeling though, being a kid, being like, that would work and I can do it. <laughs> yeah, totally. And, uh, you know, I think it's also helped me realize, you know, he said something great, which was like, she's working out her own capacity for violence. But I think there's also a degree of like, she knows she's on some level, she knows she's so soft and small and vulnerable in this big, wild world. And she wants to feel like she can fight her way through. I, I put her on my shoulders on the 30 foot walk from the car to the school today. Mm-hmm. And she goes, I'm taller than that car. Like she just wants to she, be big. She, yeah. She wants to like, make a difference on her reality. Yeah. Yeah. So, which is what I think we're projecting onto not, I can't say this for all violence. I'm just saying when I watch violent movies, it's mm-hmm. me going like, look at our capacity for change. Yeah. I know that's absurd. Yeah. You're just watching kick and butt and fucking headshots, but you're also just like, <laughs> Yeah, this guy, I know I always mention John Wick, but John Wick is also a guy who got up and was like, I'm going to quit smoking. Yeah. <laughs> I really think that. He's yeah. a guy that's like, I'm getting out of this relationship. There is clearly, I've never seen the John Wick movies, but <gasps> <laughs> did you not know that? No, of course I knew that. <laughs> okay. But I remember when the first one came out, my ex-husband who we were married at the time (laughs) did you not know that (laughs) um you were married to john wick yeah it's a blend he he like went watched it and then just did what i think every man has done who has every straight man who has a partner watched that movie and came home to their partner and just explained the entire movie oh my god like he is he was so excited about that movie and i think it re so it really speaks to and i'm not gonna say just men i just haven't seen it i bet it would speak to something in me too i have never felt the impulse to be like okay there's this guy and (laughs) he sort of inexplicably lives in a mansion (laughs) though he doesn't seem to have a job but, you know, like I know everyone listening that he has the gold coins in his basement. Relax. Uh, go ahead. But I do. I think that there is something that it gets ignited with those movies specifically. Oh, yeah. Like it's an excitement. It's not really yeah. like you got to hear this plot. It's like you want to share. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, that's what I mean. And what is exciting is important. No, what's yeah. important to you is exciting to me is like such a helpful phrase right and you use it in this story right well the way i worded it was so anyway we're riding our bike i picked (laughs) could you change it to the way i worded it (laughs) i picked leela up from school on our my little e-bike and she was in the trailer the little pulley trailer thing that she rides in from my bike and we were on our way home from school and she like yelled out mama since it's a special day, which she says every day, which she said it this morning, she's totally right. Every day is a special day. 
Oh my god, I just forgot my whole epiphany in the in the pool the other day. It was in the hot tub. I don't know why I changed it to pool. It sounded more pretentious. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, quick, don't say you were in the hot tub. In the pool. My, ah! my epiphany in the pool. My caviar epiphany. No! <laughs> Trying to sound folksy. I was at a cracker barrel. <laughs> um and she was like, Mama, since it's a special day, can we watch Ninja Turtles? When we get home, and I said, because of Rabbi Finley, I said, yes, but not because it's a special day, because it's important to you. No, I said, because you love it, and what you love is important to me. That's great. And she, like, really... You said she lit up. She, like, lit up. And then and then she said it again. She said something like, we'll go watch Ninja Turtles, because I love it so much. I love it every day. And I was like... I know you do, and thank you for sharing what you love because it's important to me. And she like ran to me and hugged me. See, this is it. <laughs> like, I know isn't... she was like getting what she wanted, but I think no. it was more than that. No. Yeah. She and... doesn't even really like Ninja Turtles that much. I watch her watch it. She's into it. But, you know, mm. here's what I'm saying. This isn't a conversation about parenting or any. This is a conversation about what it means to love somebody. And that's relevant to everybody. Mm -hmm. I'm sort of addressing the fact that I'm like, I know a lot of our listeners don't have kids, but I'm like, we're talking about just saying to somebody what's important to you. What, 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 what you love, what is, you love important is important to me. to me is like, you say that to me. Mm -hmm. So yesterday, my Netflix special. <laughs> oh, excuse me. <laughs> Sorry, a, a butterfly. A butterfly flew in my gullet. <laughs> oh, I, um. My, net, boom, my Netflix special came out. <laughs> and that's an exciting day. It, it felt like I was leaning on a cell phone tower. There was just so much energy mm, to sure, the day. Sure, sure. And I don't mean I was ripping through social. I wasn't. Mm. I just feel it. You just mm -hmm. feel this very, it's not indescribable, but it's very specific, meaning mm. I don't confuse it with any other feeling. There's a mm. feeling of something that you worked hard on coming out. Mm -hmm. And I'm like... But it's not, um, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't, like, I was like, oh, maybe I'll do some breath work. And mm -hmm. I was like, no. Mm -hmm. As soon as I tried, it was like, no, here's what you're going to do. You're going to crouch like a coyote watching a rooster. <laughs> That's what you're going to do <laughs> mm -hmm. all day. Just kind of on alert. Mm -hmm. It's kind of very, you know, rested and, and alive. Yeah. But I couldn't read. I couldn't focus. I couldn't do anything. Um where was I going with this? Um, um, you, saying what we're talking you about love what's is important, important to, me. to me yesterday. And oh, and then you, you know, it's a small thing, but Jonathan Scott, who came out this week, uh, that was weeks ago. He hadn't, we hadn't seen each other since the podcast. But he uh, invited me to a, a, a poker night, mm -hmm. and I was, and I love playing poker. And I haven't done it in years. I play it on my phone. Yeah. <laughs> but I used to play with people. And um, you saw how excited I was about that. Look, you and I are not a 1985 miserable married couple where you go like, all right, go be with your boys. <laughs> yeah. it wasn't, that is not the energy I'm addressing. Mm. What I'm addressing is actually an effortless genuine excitement you had mm. seeing something important to me mm. that I was like, and I wasn't even particularly craving 
guy time. Mm-hmm. That's that that is a feeling I've had. I'm like I I, I like sometimes I'm missing how men talk, mm. where we're just like that sounds stupid. Stop doing that. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's my example. <laughs> but I ended up going to this this card night, and it was so fun. And I couldn't wait to tell everybody that I won. It was a tournament. It was a tournament, and I won. He the won. Day my Netflix first special, place. First place. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say I won. I'd say I came in second. I won. <laughs> yeah, and it that's was a true. Fucking so fun. Mm-hmm. And there really is something. I was ripping through show business. Again, <laughs> meaning the, po- the, the episode had released in like, on the ride down, I never call my manager. I call him and we're like, what's in the mix? And he's setting up these meetings and I'm mm. like, fucking, this is cool. And and I, the spiritual part of me is like, I was watching it all kind of go by and, mm. and be interesting phenomenon, all that. And also just like putting that aside and just going like, it's fun to rip through show business. Yes. I called Judd and we're talking about this thing and a fucking, so fun. Got <laughs> to this the most I, I hope Jonathan Jonathan couldn't mind the most beautiful house I've ever seen in my life mm-hmm. in my life yeah I won't I, I I'll have to ask him if I can share details about his house because they have to have done architectural digest or something I, yeah there's no way you have a house that beautiful and you don't well, talk I, about it I think I've seen like Zoe doing Instagram videos where she's like well, not to not. For the purpose of showing the house, but, but she's house. like, you see the house. And I've always yeah, yeah, yeah. been like, oh, da, 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 when da. I say that's a subtle flex, I don't mean that in a bad way. People oh, yeah. want that. I yeah. want to see. And I did. And I got to see. Well, his whole job is making beautiful houses. No, I know. So, of course, it's the Can most I, I'll say house. this. I'll say this safely. In the bathroom, he was like, go gentle. It's a European flush. I'm like, you... <laughs> You charming man. And we kissed on the mouth. Oh my gosh. And I went in the bathroom and I and the the lights look like um like switches on a airplane in the 1930s. Like those oh, toggle switches. Cool. And just little details like those, you turn it off and they fade out. Oh. The lights here don't just go out. Wow. What is this? A gunshot to the head? <laughs> This is a peaceful death with loved ones to darkness. Oh my God. (laughs) And I will say that there was like an atrium style, like greenhouse roofed indoor tree dining room where we were served sushi. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. And then I won at cards and it was so fun, but it, it was all, it's like, that energy, like being in the flow and being mm. in the pocket and like, not to, uh, this is maybe boring, but it's like, I was like believing in myself. Yeah. The reason I don't call my manager is because I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to be like nothing going on. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, hang yeah, up. Yeah. But I was feeling myself beyond style yeah. and that came out in the cards, but we had so much fun. Mm. And at the end, I don't know what a, what a, what a thrill. I do want to I do want to tell the the hot tub epiphany, but let's do it after the mid rolls. I hope I can do it because it was really meaningful to me. Mm. Like really, like this is corny to say, but it was one of those like, is this it? Mm. Am I fully done? Hmm. Like is is the journey over? And we have to talk about we went and saw. Rupert Spira. Yeah. We went Which and I saw. Which I think conforms probably your. It's why I had that. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. But I met him 
and we went to it. And anyone who listens to this podcast knows what a huge deal that is to me. Yeah. He's in the special thanks of my special. Oh, wow. I don't know. If As is Muji and Father Boyle and Rob Bell and Richard Rohr. Mm-hmm. And Am I in there? You're the first one. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You have your own card. I, I think do? it's you and Flanny have your own card, as as is the tradition. Cute. So when we come back, we'll talk about our, our trip to see Rupert Spira in San Francisco and this little hot tub. I'm sorry, pool. Uh, um, um, sorry, champagne. <laughs> <laughs> Epiphany. So we'll be back in two minutes. Pardon the interruption, weirdos. This episode is brought to us by our friends at The Perfect Gene. Sorry to keep talking about my Netflix special, but of course I'm wearing The Perfect Gene in my Netflix special. I'm not for everyone because they look incredible and they feel incredible. It's the 21st century. I don't know why we can't wear comfortable pants that also look good, but you know, in the past, your options were yoga pants like Sting or Phil Collins or something. But now we have jeans that look like designer jeans with ultra, ultra high quality craftsmanship. Craftsmanship. I never have to replace my, my perfect jeans and I wear them every single day. And they're buttery soft, silky smooth, and give you stretch so, you're, so your man parts aren't crushed. These are the best pants I've ever owned. No lie. I own so many pairs and so many different washes. Even their khaki wash, which is incredible. I love a light khaki. It looks like khakis, but it's that soft genie material. Genie? Yeah, a genie material. And what do they do? They uh, sew in 2% spandex and 2.5% rayon for, for, a sneaky, for a sneaky, stretchy secret that no one needs to know. They, I wear them to red carpet events. I wear them to TV tapings, obviously, but they feel like pajamas. Isn't that the best of both worlds? No one needs to know you're basically wearing a, a, like a baby's onesie. It's so soft, you'll forget you're wearing pants. It's actually, I, I have to say that legally, you might forget you're wearing pants. They're incredible. They look awesome. They fit awesome. They last forever and they spare your nuts. Perfectly perfect jeans for the imperfect man. 20% off when you use code WEIRDO at checkout. Liberate your lower limbs, protect your lower lentils. Whether you got a little clover or a honking eggplant, it doesn't matter. They got you covered and you're going to look good while you're doing it. Uh, support the show, support your lower half. Go to the perfect gene, J-E-A-N, theperfectgene.nyc. That's theperfectgene.nyc and use code WEIRDO for 20% off at checkout. Those guys are incredible. It's also brought to us by our friends at Ritual, the only multivitamin that I've ever taken that I don't just get the feeling that I'm immediately peeing it out. You know when you take a, a, a multivitamin and the next time you pee, it's like the color of a highlighter and you're like, well, there that goes. Ritual has figured that out. You take it, it's got a delayed release, so it waits until it's in your lower intestine to break down so it can actually be absorbed. And the proof is in the pudding. I used to go to the doctor and they were like, you're deficient in this, 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 this. Ritual has got me covered and it gets me ready, feeling great to start my day. It's traceable, scientifically developed with high quality key nutrients in bioavailable forms. The ingredients are are traceable, like I said, knowing where they came from. What do we got in there? D3. DHA, omega-3 DHA for muscle function, immune function with D3, B12, hard to get if you don't eat meat, B12, 
traceable, vegan-friendly, non-GMO, sugar-free, gluten-free, major allergen-free, and as I said, they delay the release, which is a game change. It's a minty essence in every bottle that keeps taking them a pleasure. There's a minty aftertaste, so it's actually enjoyable. It's not some disgusting pharmaceutical-smelling horse pill that you have to force down. It's a pleasure to take in the morning. I also take their Symbiotic Plus pre, post, and... uh, Pre, post, and there's three biotics. It's like a pro, oh, pro, (laughs) probiotic for gut health. And I take their multis for men every single day. Val takes their women. She also took their prenatal when she was pregnant. This is a great multivitamin. If you've resisted in in the past, I get it. Ritual has solved those problems. You can support your body and support the show. Ritual is giving weirdos 30% off during your first month. Visit ritual.com slash weird to start Ritual or add Essential to Men, for Men, sorry, add Essential for Men to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash weird. <laughs> that means we're back. That's the smell of the hot box under sheets. P-U. <laughs> Just want to be clear, that was my mouth. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. Christina P on your mom's house farts into a microphone. There's a special wow. mic for it. Wow. And I remember that's when I'm a Victorian ninny. I remember when I did your mom's house. Uh, he, she did it and I remember just very much being like, I, I don't care for that, <laughs> which is such nonsense. But to be honest, if Tom or I oh, had he, farted, I you as, wouldn't. as much as I'm about it yeah. as a lifestyle, yes, <laughs> I, I was like, oh, I got over it. Now yeah. I think it's fun. Like from a distance, if I was listening to it, I would think it was funny. Yeah. But in the room, I was like, you have a, a special mic for your butt. I oh, remember being, there's only one word aghast yeah and if you watch the video of that you can see me you know like smiling through it being like "Mm." (laughs) like just trying to not judge yeah you um you save all your love for me usually yeah yeah i even well there i watched the full house the unauthorized full house documentary Mm -hmm. which i highly recommend it's fantastically you know kitschy and all the things that you like about those things. Mm-hmm. But apparently Dave Coulier is a big farter, like group photo um, at a wedding and he'll fart. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. Yeah. No. I I don't like it. Yeah. No. no. You just save it for our couch watching the At office. a distance. But if we were <laughs> snuggling, I wouldn't fart. There have been times where your butt is right level with my face and you fart. Maybe there was a bug on your nose. <laughs> I was trying to blow it off. Have you ever thought of that, Jane Austen? <laughs> Any whoozle woozle. Um, so we'll start with Rupert and then we'll, we can close with my epiphany, which I'm like, I really don't know if I'll be able to describe it, but mm. I wrote it on a post-it, so I'll at least be able to say the words. Yeah. So we went to see Rupi Spies. He was coming to San Francisco I didn't know then there was a seven-day retreat. I wouldn't have been able to do it, but that's happening right now. Oh, it is? Had I known, I might have tried to do that. Oh. I know. But you know what? We got everything we needed we out of We did. That. In fact, the day was... Bro- so you go and you sit... Rupert Spiro, for those of you who don't know, wrote the book that really changed my life. It's called Being Aware of Being Aware. I love all of his books, but I really feel like that summarizes his message very cleanly. And I love his YouTube videos. He's very popular on YouTube. Everybody was like, I saw your YouTube video mm-hmm. and YouTube video. All the questions were like, you said it on YouTube. So he's a big YouTube non-dual teacher. 
But you know what, what is really remarkable about him is I can say and often do say what he says. Mm. And I, you know, I give credit and say, Rupert Spire says, and I say it. Mm. And that's great. I have a, I'm proud. I have a sharp mind and good retention. And I can regurgitate it and communicate it. Because I've also experienced the states that these words put you in. Mm-hmm. But he's not, he's not just saying it he's like embodying it and you get to watch someone who's just kind of like there yeah and you realize even though i've heard this a million times you know i didn't come to learn from my master i came to watch him tie his shoes i can teach it sometimes Mm -hmm. but then i tie my shoes like a fucking drunken pirate (laughs) you know sometimes Mm -hmm. but it was really nice to be with someone who was just so calm. It was interesting. What stands out to you? What One of the things that stands out to me is people kept asking, if you just imagine like a very calm, dashing, dreamy British man mm-hmm. answering questions and pointing everybody back to the nature of their self mm-hmm. very calmly. What I, A couple things stood out. One was uh, everyone was asking, do you get upset and what makes you upset? Mm-hmm. And he would say, I do get upset sometimes. But he he's like, I'm not... He wouldn't even say it. He was, but he was really like like charming about it. Like he he was was like, he was like, I'll spare you the details of what exactly makes me upset. In this practice, we're not concerned with what makes you upset. I can't (laughs) can't do it. The the moment that this guy, someone had already asked what makes you upset. And he already already evaded the question. As elegant as cream being poured into tea. (laughs) Yes. And then another guy who I want to talk about a little bit. Yeah. A real kook. Yeah. A Berkeley kook. And I love this Berkeley kook, but like you get the, uh, like an older guy, definitely like he had written out his question, which I found quite darling. And it had lots of jokes in it. It was like a stand up routine. Yeah. And some of them worked, but then a lot of them didn't. And yeah. he's holding it and reading it and kind of can't read his own writing. You can tell. <laughs> mm-hmm. He goes, I have two questions. The first question is, what does make you upset? And Rupert just goes, Let's go to your second question. <laughs> yeah. And everyone was just like, it's just such a killer yeah. response. And I realized to, to relate, not to say uh, what we do is that similar, but I was like, oh, he, he is sort of, he's 0.01% doing crowd work. Mm-hmm. And this guy was like tearing into some idea and some confusion, not, not with much anger, but there was like a, there was a restlessness to his question and yeah. there was a like a wiliness to it. Yeah. It felt very like like a moth in a glass jar and yeah, just kind of all over the place and wild and yeah. he was kind of interrupting and not really with the flow. Everybody else is like, hello, Rupert, thank you. Yeah. And this guy's, why? and I'm like, oh, I know what this is like. This yeah. is like comedy. Yeah. And Rupert, I'll never forget it. This, he answered his question, and then the guy was like, "Yeah, blah 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 blah." blah. Right. Like, and he goes again. He kind of answered, and he goes, "How's it about Like not hearing, not yeah. even trying to hear. Yeah. You realize, oh wow, the weird guy at the bus stop has the microphone. Right. And how is Rupert going to handle this? And I'm sure you remember. He just goes, "Yeah, I have no quarrel with you." Yeah. And then he and then he pointed to someone else. Yeah. And it was over. So good. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah. I have no quarrel with you. I actually I was like fucking badass, it, Gandalf. It was also if you I don't know if you remember 
he, I don't remember the guy's question exactly, but uh, he started by saying, I've watched 109 YouTube videos of you or something. And he goes, and he went, that's too many YouTube videos. Yes. And then he like continued with his question. And then Rupert was answering it and said something like, it's not found in the teacher or in the ashram or on YouTube. <laughs> like yes. 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 Out, which was very cool. Well, there was another. Oh, go ahead. Uh, well, I was going to say there. There was another. <laughs> He, I did notice because when I'm teaching a mindfulness workshop or something, it's so difficult to be the timekeeper and be present with each person. Yeah, for sure. And he was so masterful at it. Yeah. And it even meant like, like, it's like he had an internal time for how long people got the guy who was running it was in the temple and the guy that was running the temple was helping with time like i saw him point to his watch at one yeah, point yeah. So he was giving him he was giving him the light but it is hard to <laughs> gracefully pivot you know like get someone else absolutely but there was a woman remember the woman that asked about pain like she's like i've lived with chronic pain and yeah. it just the more and he's like you know, the best thing we can do with pain, with physical pain really is bear it and just try and return back to the state of being. And she's like, yeah, and I get, and I like will be there, but the more it intensifies, the harder it is to stay with that. And he like kind of had a response to that. And then she was like, yeah, I think that's the part that I like keep forgetting. And then he was like, Okay, and we'll take a question here. <laughs> like he left he knew, it. He knew when it was done. Yeah, and I w- I remember being like, oh my god, does that woman feel like she got like I thought he was going to respond to it, and then later I was like, no, there really is no response to it. Like, yeah, it's what's happening. That's yeah, that's, that's what happens. That's yeah. what happens. Yeah. In fact, that reminds me of the other moment where someone named Peter raised his hand and was like, because because the non dual path is all kind of there's a little bit. I guess I should say the Vedantic path. Vedantic is to, is a little dissociative. Yeah, it's, it's going, removed. I'm not angry. I am the eternal, boundless, spaceless I mm-hmm. that is observing my anxiety or my depression or whatever. And and to people like you as well, um, that can, you can bump up against that. I can as well. Yeah, I just had my rocking poker night ripping through show business. So yeah, I understand. Although to be honest, I did pepper in like what i what i'll talk about later my like epiphany yeah and that balanced it out but yeah life is can be very beautiful yeah and you don't want to renounce it yeah at those times and this guy was like i've given up spiritual goals what you're talking about sounds like a spiritual goal to me yeah to like learn how to abide in the eye yeah and i love life I I I decided I'm not going to be enlightened this time around. Yeah, he's like I'm not going to try to be enlightened. I want I want to experience all of all of life, the pain and the yes. agony too, which is exactly something I would it say. It is. You and I at several points, by the way, 
I didn't expect this, but four or five times you and I leaned over. And the first time we said it, but then after the first time, it just, when we touched and pressed on each other, we knew what it meant. The first time we said it was, I'm on the edge of my seat. Yeah. Like, I cannot wait to see and what we were, he says about this. Which for like a very calm, slow talking person mm-hmm. that actually took about 20 minutes to kind of get in that groove. At mm-hmm. the beginning, you're like, your brain's freaking out. Both of our fr- brains were freaking out. Like, this is this is going to be boring. Yeah. It's Muji going, this is boring. There's nothing here. There's nothing for me here. Yeah. And there <laughs> isn't. Yeah. Like, your ego is like, we could be at a sizzler <laughs> and we're here. So there's this resistance you push through. You kept saying you were picturing. I was imagining in the first 20 minutes, like, just like sitting in that seat and then hearing... I want to run and like busting out of there and running down the street with like a sunbeam in my face and like dancing through the streets. Make no mistake. The spiritual practice is willing death. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it is. Mm -hmm. As I've always said, baptism is a drowning ritual. It's like, I'm going to drown you. And then the new you comes up, but it's like, it's not you. It's like, you leave it all behind. It's very fierce and it gets turned into being sweet, but it's really kind of scary. So there's this like resistance to it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so Peter's like, I love life. I, I love the highs and the lows and this and the that. And I don't want to just step back into my witness. Mm-hmm. And we're like, what is he going to say? Yeah. And there's a pause as there usually is, meaning he never, he, I really admire it. Yeah. I get so excited. Our friend Cassandra was over yesterday and she, we were talking a little bit about the power of now. And when she would stop, I'd immediately be like, well, that's the thing about the way, like, I can't mm-hmm. wait mm-hmm. to kind of show that I have the answer and, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, oh, won't this be great that I'll help you? Yeah. Like, it's embarrassing to say that that's exciting. I feel none of that here. And he just goes, I would say, if you are happy in your life, then I would recommend you do nothing different. Yeah. And we were like, so beautiful it was nuts but there is something kind of gangster in there yeah but i i know i don't really read i don't know if he was saying like all right if you think that's working no i don't i don't but it does plant the question am i truly okay with this because it's it's at a certain point you know we all kind of throw our hands up and go like this isn't working Maybe. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. I, I don't think the... I would say what that guy represented was the way of the feminine mystic. Yeah. And I think that Rupert is really into he, the yeah, way of the feminine mystic. I think he is too. Um. So, okay. I want to just do like some of my quick highlights. Do we have time? Not really. Yeah. No, we have we have like 15 minutes. Yeah. Okay. Because I do want to hear your epiphany. But... Um, <laughs> I'll try to cram it into two minutes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I can't. I can well, I'm not going to take 13 minutes to describe this. Uh, the way it's going. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so I really loved that he, um, he talked about the difference. And I didn't really know this, but somebody said that he, she, it was actually our friend who we like met at lunch and chatted with, and she was great. And she said that she was dealing with depression and she was trying to say, I'm not my depression, I'm not my depression. Oh, my God. And then she heard, saw a YouTube video of Rupert telling somebody to try loving their depression. And she's like, I got to say, I've been trying that, and it and it's worked a lot better. And he said, 
This is the tantric approach. Yes. And he said, I, I would, you know, for the first 20 years of my practice, it was Vedantic, which is, I am not. I am not. not I'm not. I'm not my body. I'm not my mind. mind. I'm not my feelings. And he's like, so that the way that, you know, he's like, there's two ways that you can sort of cope with or deal with uh, big emotions or thoughts like depression. He's like, you can either put distance between you, like I am not my depression, or he said, you can do the tantric approach, which he's like, I have found more effective, which is getting so close to it and loving it so that you kind of collapse into it and it disappears. And like the relationship ends then, like it's not, he's remember. Yes, that was my favorite part was he's like, you can only see something if there's a slight distance between you. Yeah. But if you get so close to it, you can no longer see it because you have merged with it. Yeah. And I had never heard anybody describe the Vedantic and Tantric that way. Yeah. I didn't, I don't know if I've ever heard anybody really describe those. Um, and that just really clarified something for me. And obviously I loved it because it really, that was my big, like that's what surprised me the most having not, if I had read more Rupert, I would have known this probably like you did. But there was so much heart in it. It was more wet than you know. Yeah. Yeah. And he, the other thing that he said that I loved was somebody was asking basically about like almost like simulation theory. Like he was like, it was just like such a hev- heady philosophical question where he's like, you. If I'm in my awareness, like, how do I know that you are yeah. real, basically, yeah. that anybody Solipsism. else is real? Yeah. Which is true. It's not falsifiable that you are the only awareness, that you are the only person. Yeah. You can't experience someone else's experience. So it's... Yes. but And he said that. He was like, yes, it's true that I can't be sure exactly what your experience is. But when I live my life that way, it, I don't. I'm not rewarded with peace, joy, and happiness. Yes, and he kept saying, "He's like, well, I think he started the an- to that question. He's like, what do I desire? It might have been the answer to another question. He's like, I desire a joy, a deep joy from within, and he said, peace on the inside and love on the outside. Yeah, and so whatever I I do if it's not causing those things it's not working it's not working it's not correct so good so then i think he brought it back for that question he was like so it's true i don't know what your experience is but when i live my life that way i don't experience peace joy and love on the outside and so good and the guy was like he was like yeah but how do we know we're not just going to what's comfortable or something and and I think he he then did meet him with at the like intellectual level. Like he was yeah. trying first to like, I feel like appeal to that guy's heart space. And that guy's thinking brain was just like, oh, oh no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. the heart has been dead for a thousand years. Oh, oh God, no, hilarious. that was mean. But just that it was like very, very in the head. And so he like met him there and he said, there are too many unanswerable questions with that theory, like things that don't really work or whatever. Yeah. 
But the part that really spoke to me was it was so he just kept simplifying it, no matter how complicated somebody or philosophical somebody tried to get, he would just bring it back to like, just being aware. But how many times did he go close your eyes? Mm -hmm. And I've been doing this constantly too. And everybody who's not driving can do this is close your eyes. Mm -hmm. And without reference to the past, tell me about yourself. Like if you were a baby and you were just born, I know we've done this before, but if you were a baby and you just born, so people would say spacious. And he's like, well, that's referencing the past because you know that there's space and there's things that are spacious and things that are tight, claustrophobic. He's like, you have no reference to the past. Just tell me about yourself. And you, everybody, and the point isn't the answer. The point is the search. Mm-hmm. These are what he would call holy questions that make you go, okay, what? do I mean when I say I with no reference to the past with my eyes closed and you just go, I, I am, I simply am. Yeah. And you realize that everything's, I'm not, I'm not going to unpack all the theory. We don't have time. Well, I did want to say, yeah, go ahead. No, I have one more that it was my favorite, but you about go. the depression, there yeah. was a thing that you, maybe this is what you're going to say. He used the image of, so when you get so close to something, it can't hurt you. Yes. He used the image of boxers. Yeah, he's thank like, you. Boxers can either retreat, which is Vedantic, if they want to stop getting punched. If they go to their corners. Or I also, I didn't like that it was corners because that means it's a break. The break, the bell ringing is the break. You mm. can just back away from the boxer and now he can't hit you. Mm-hmm. And that's what you do. Mm-hmm. Muhammad Ali is moving away mm-hmm. uh, and, and you know doing his footwork and you can't get punched. The other one is, and that's Vedanta that's saying, I am not my depression. The other one, which is going so close into it and loving it and saying yes to it and all the things we've talked about on this podcast, welcoming it to get as big as it wants mm-hmm. and getting inside and, and loving it. He goes, is, is getting so close to the boxer, you collapse onto the, you know, when boxers are like hugging. Yeah. It's like they're so close they can't hit each other now. Yeah. And that that was yeah. unbelievable. I the other that. one was the princess and the frog. Mm. So your anger or your sadness or whatever, or your disgust mm-hmm. is the toad. Mm-hmm. And you can't chase the toad. The toad's too fast. It's wild. It's small. You have to kiss it. Yeah. And not just love it. You have to kiss, kiss it. it. Like even more. And yeah. then it turns into the prince. And yeah. I was like, so it's alchemized into and folded back into your being, which is appropriate that it's a princess because it's royalty. That's yeah. that's the old metaphor. You are of royal blood mm-hmm. because we're all children, for religious language, children of God, mm-hmm. all children of the mystery, all children of the one. Yes. So you are a princess and your frog is your bad, whatever feeling that you think is bad. And yeah. when you kiss it, that's not just like a, that's a that's a Jungian, you know, mm. shared dream. Mm-hmm. That story it. doesn't catch fire. It's like what we were saying last week. Does Leela get violent images or scary images from watching Ninja Turtles? Or are the violent, scary images that are in her unconscious mirrored? Yeah. And is there comfort there? I think the reason those stories, Ninja Turtles included, resonate yeah. is because they help us cope and understand mm-hmm. and um, make peace with challenging feelings totally um okay well go ahead just the last one i'll be fast please you're breaking my heart (laughs) i really really loved this and i think you did too it was at the very end some woman asked why do we forget 
like that yeah. we get in this space and then why do we forget? Like if we are awareness, what's the point of forgetting? Exactly. Yeah. And and like, why, yeah, why do we do it? And he said, because infinite conscious, well, he said, because the eternal is in love with time. So infinite consciousness can't do anything but give itself completely to manifestation, to creation. To duality, which to is duality. time, light, dark, time, past, present, yeah. life, death, yeah. light, dark, good, bad. So it's like so in love with that experience that it gives itself entirely and loses itself into it, into that experience. Yeah. And she said, wow, I think I've, I've been thinking of forgetting as a mistake. And he said, no, it's not a mistake. It's a sacrifice mm. that infinite consciousness, you, who you price. are, it pays a, price. pays a price to get to experience all the, this stuff. Yeah. For the dance, for Leela. Exactly. So it, it, the pain and the loss and the mm. ugliness and all that is the price it pays because it can't help but pour itself like like a mother and a a baby, you know, like he's like it wrecks your body. You worry about he's them like for you, twenty years. You won't have peace for twenty years or even beyond. But if you ask, you know, any mother or most mothers, yeah. <laughs> said any mother, it's like, of course, yeah. it's so. Why did you do it? That's why uh, having a baby is so mystical and magical. It's like, why would you do that? Yeah. And having done it, I'm like, yeah, no, your head doesn't get to come. Yeah. To all the great things, your head doesn't get to come. That's right. And it is exactly life. Like it really is. Our friends just went through like such a hard time of just like being really sick and being in like this very dark place. And she and I were talking and she's like, you know, when you're in that space where you're just like, this is all bullshit. Like all of all of this life and then you think back on like, but what about the beautiful things? And in that space, you're like, it's not worth it. Yeah. But then, you know, of course you come out of it and you're like, oh, yeah. of course it's worth it. But like, it's, it's that feeling you're like, so, and, and my friends who don't have kids and look, it's everybody's choice. There's no, there's no yeah, better or worse going choice. Going to medical school is the same thing. Learning how yes, to paint exactly. is the same there thing. Are, there are other things. This is why but, we're always trying to teach Leela that everything she wants is on the other side of something she doesn't want. That's right. And my friend who doesn't have a kid will listen to all of her, you know, the mom friends complaining about how hard it is or like what's going on about, you know. And she's like, y you guys really like make this seem super not chill you know yeah. and you're and i've explained to her once but i was like the thing that we're not saying is that we're absolutely head over heels in love and would do everything over again a hundred percent like no question yeah. but we don't have to say that because we know that yeah it's the complaining like that we need to get out that's right and it's exactly how how i feel about life like it really is yeah. like of course life is is so hard yeah. and really tragic sometimes and really shitty, but like really you're in love. So yeah. it makes sense. It's funny because Rupert is the cleanest expression of my thought system. And then A Course in Miracles is like, when I get the question, what do you do with evil? What about all this madness? 
Yeah. That's when I'm like, oh, I'm glad you asked because we can talk about A Course in Miracles. And that's why I talked about Eckhart Tolle, gave that talk on 9-11, like on the morning of 9-11, he was scheduled to do a talk. Mm-hmm. And that's that's pretty, that's kind of who I go to. Eckhart loves A Course in Miracles. And I love, he can talk about collective insanity and the ego and the madness and all that sort of stuff. That's really helpful. But, you know, choosing one thing, what Mm -hmm. Rupert would call the pathless path of just returning to yourself. Mm -hmm. That's what I've been doing. It's like, what's more natural? Last night I was driving home, I was tired. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I heard Rupert's voice. So I was trying to be in my awareness as I do in the car. It's a nice time to do it. Mm -hmm. And he goes, it takes effort to just simply be yourself. Mm. And I'm like, but I'm tired. So like, it's something you have to do or is it something you just are? Mm. And I'm like, when he says it's a relaxing, it's like we stretch our awareness, our attention, like a rubber band towards objects. Like I'm mm. stretching it to you right now. Mm. And I even believe the word attention breaks down to something like stretching. Mm. And he goes, coming back to yourself is a, is a relaxation of effort. Mm. And I was like, oh my God, it's so simple and clean and beautiful. Yeah. Real quick, I did meet him afterwards. He was so... I didn't see a lot of this when he was on stage. So it's fun to share that he just seemed so light Mm. and like joyful. And when I say childlike, I don't mean childish, but he seemed kind of giddy and happy. And I told him somebody else, a a nice man who worked at the temple named Brady introduced us and said I was a comedian with a special on Netflix, which delighted me. (laughs) And he goes, oh, special on Netflix, write it down, write it down. And I was just like, that's someone who goes... If there's no separation, of course I'm excited about what's important to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, I wrote it down that. and it was so sweet. And then like I did say I have some jokes that are inspired by him. And he was like, so you're stealing from me. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, well, you stole it. And then he laughed. And, <laughs> but then like, I don't even remember exactly what, you know, I left and I didn't say we have friends in common. I didn't ask him the one question that I thought was very cool and kind of about comedy and also what he does. I just kind of like got the sense that he'd been talking for eight hours and I was like, nice to meet you. And I walked away without being like, what are you doing for dinner? I was like, mm-hmm. I have enough. Yeah. I'm going to leave. And then I got in the car and I did immediately have like this sort of regret of like, oh, I could have this and this and this. And then I was like, wow, on the ride back <laughs> yeah. from a spiritual one day retreat, mm. already I'm going like, and I, he doesn't like me. I, I blew it. Mm. And then I'm like, what is the nature of the eye that mm. says, <laughs> I think he doesn't like me? Mm-hmm. And, and I, in the car, sun setting over San Francisco. And it worked. It, mm-hmm. it, and it's not about working. It, it's, it's not just a stress technique. Yeah. And it's not just a thought system. When you get, as I've said a million times, curious about the nature of your spacious self, that self we were talking about with your eyes closed, you start to get more familiar with its attributes and its attributes are joy and peace. Yeah. And you go, this is something I that I took from the retreat that I keep saying, no object of perception, nothing you can see or touch, taste or interact with anything can give you what you're looking for. Yeah. And I was like, wow. Mm. And that means it's right here. In fact, it's only right here. Mm. And you just go, stop looking. That's the whisper of the Buddha. It's like, stop looking. Right. Stop. Right. Stop looking. 
Wow. And I, it's Jesus too. I'm always with you and everything I have is yours. Mm. And you start going like, oh my God. And that does lead to our epiphany, which I'll do real fast because I have to pack for Bloomington, Indiana. <laughs> when we were on this trip, I almost choked as I often always do. <laughs> I'm always kind of almost choking. You're bad at eating. <laughs> well, I, I just don't think the canal is as moist as it used to be. Oh God. So I, I had this choking moment and... I didn't really think I was going to die, but there was a moment of like, oh no. Mm -hmm. And it really experientially became clear to me that like when we die, that will be in the present moment. And I've said that a million times. And this is a little bit uncomfortable to talk about, but it's Mm -hmm. like, I catch myself usually when I think about my death. In fact, one of the reasons I think we portray death so much in our art is because we want a third person relationship with death. Mm-hmm. We want to see the person in the bed and they fade out, but it's not us. Mm-hmm. But when it's you, let me tell you what you don't often see in movies is subjective camera, meaning the character's point of view and they die. Yeah. That's not fun. And when I was choking, I was like, oh, fuck. Like the joke of it was I thought of death, you know, in the black robe being like, is now a good time? And it's never a good time. Right. And we sort of understandably go like, no, there's better ones and worse ones and all that sort of stuff. But like in the same way that this conversation and these chairs in this room is the only thing that's happening, so too, Bran is for me now. (laughs) So too will your end, your final moment will also be in the moment. And this is a scary part, but it gets better. Is I'm in the hot tub eating caviar and I'm like... (laughs) And the words, I don't have a life, came to me. Mm. And the peace of that, oh my God, the peace of that. Mm. And I kind of heard Rupert's voice, he never said this, but like going, show me your life. When you say my life, what do you mean? Mm. And it's kind of like without reference to the past. Yeah. What do you mean? Right. And we're born, we seem to be born, and we seem to die. That's the good news is I don't think you die. Mm-hmm. I don't think infinite awareness goes anywhere. He says it unravels back into itself. Mm. And if you identify with yourself, that's a death and it's frightening. But if you identify with infinite awareness, nothing happens to infinite awareness. Mm-hmm. That's what he said about death. And I was like, it's us that like a ball of silly putty, take the story of our birth and we stretch it mm. to the present moment. And we go, that's my life. But that's just a story. It's just something we do. We go, well, there was yesterday and there was, and this is all stuff we've said before, but I had the experience of profoundly going like, I don't have a life. Mm -hmm. I only have this moment. And I've said that a million times, but it was the experience of it. The choking experience made me realize that like, this is the only still frame through which all experience flows through. Mm. And that's all well and good, but then Brody, classically, who annoys me very much, was following me as I was making my lunch or whatever. And I was like, that's only annoying if I'm defending something called my life. Yeah. And I don't have a life. Mm. I don't have a life. It's been, it's, it's another way of saying like, you got to die before you die. Mm. It's another way of saying he who tries to gain his life will lose it but he who loses it will gain it. Yeah. It's also another way of saying all that exists is this moment. And there's a fear to that if you don't, if you don't, if I don't do the work in getting curious about what I am. Mm Because if the moment only exists for Pete, then I'm really, if I'm having a bad moment, everything sucks. Like I'm choking. 
Yeah. But if you go, but I'm not that. I am the space that holds all that. And that takes a lot of those, a lot of inquiry, self-inquiry. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of people have these awakening experiences, Ramana Maharshi, from uh, death panic. Almost Ashanti, I think, thought he was dying. Ajashanti? I don't know what it, it's the white guy with the bald head. I think it's Ajashanti. Ajashanti. Yeah. But these people, like I think he was in a tent and he just thought he was dying and he had a voice that was like, okay. And mm-hmm. he and he said yes to it. He did the tantric approach and he got mm-hmm. really close to it. Mm-hmm. And he didn't die, but he did die. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Mm-hmm. And it was like, and that's baptism. Mm-hmm. And that's psychedelics and that's whatever. It, it, a lot of these things give us that experience. But m- the experience of seeing Rupert choking and then the relaxed state I was in the hot tub and whatever the other practices I'm doing finally kind of congealed in this way. And the I hope it gives people some some peace. I don't have a life means I, what I am, what I really am is life, is being, mm. is being itself. It's not going anywhere it's not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Nothing can happen to it. Of course, in Miracles is all about that. It's like your son is eternally safe. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, yet I'm the one protecting the, the drawn out silly putty. And I'm like, it's not here. Show it to me. <laughs> Show me your life. Mm. Oh, I don't have a life. Mm. Then you don't have anything to defend. I have the chills. It's like... There's nothing to defend. You you can't disrespect someone who doesn't have a life. And you can't lose something you don't have already. That's right. Mm -hmm. You lose the perception of a life, but what you really are is eternally the same. Yeah. And then you just can take it less seriously. The Buddhists have the idea of of meditation of being hollow like bamboo. Mm -hmm. You want to be hollow. The Buddhists also have the expression, no self, no problem. Mm. That's what that's what was finally kind of coming into my experience. Right. Because I was like, no self. Yeah. Show me Pete. Mm-hmm. Even if I played you videos of my life and were fascinated with trying to capture it, it's not it's not really it's not really it. Mm-hmm. Now we're just in the moment watching a video. What? Yeah. You don't have a life. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. You are life. Mm-hmm. That's peace. Mm. No self, no problem. No self, no problem. No woman, no cry. You are a delight to me. <laughs> an absolute delight. Uh, that's beautiful, baby. Thank you for sharing that. I gotta go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> got, a, got a life to live. <laughs> I, I actually am enjoying this. The Netflix special airing and people finding it and so many people sharing it. Very emotional that... that uh, very, very emotional that uh, people really came out of the woodwork and shared it. I had to, it's vulnerable to ask. And the, the, the people who didn't, some of them were like, I don't want to, it's fine. And then, but (laughs) I don't want (laughs) to, well, I was going to say a lot of people were like, with what's going on in the world, I feel corny being like, watch this special. I completely get that. Sure. And then some people, other reasons, but like a lot of people showed up and it was very, it's like the end of the wizard of Oz. It's very like, we're all, Oh, really? And some Nikki Glazer posted, I didn't even ask her to. I was oh, like, that's really Yeah, nice. I messaged her. I was like, the no ask, share? I was like, you're all class, Glazer. Like, that's incredible. <laughs> yeah. So it was very sweet. And where was I going with this? Uh, just the, the, the special, it feels good. Thank you. <laughs> oh, now I'm going to Bloomington, Indiana. Yeah. And 
I like this. I'll be in a green room with no bathroom. Right. You know, like a, a small club. And I, it sounds like I'm, I don't know what it sounds like, but You're, I'm not going, I'm not always going to Jonathan Scott's house for, to play cards. Sometimes you go and yeah, smell true. chicken fingers and you tell some jokes and I'm excited for both energies. So yeah, I, it's going to be fun. It's a nice balance. All right, cool. Well, just make sure that it, that you keep it crispy. 